Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Your health on Money FM 89.3. You are listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly. Now, the number of stroke episodes in Singapore is on the rise. And according to new data from the Singapore Stroke Registry's annual report, in the last decade, the number of stroke episodes here has risen by 50%. That's 5,890 episodes in 2010, up to 8,846 in 2020. So what is causing this increase? And what do you need to know when it comes to looking out for the signs of a stroke? We're going to find out now from Dr. Christopher Seat. He's a consultant at the Department of Neurology at the National Neuroscience Institute. Dr. Seat, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Hi, good afternoon, Rachel. Thanks for having me on the show. Good to have you with us. Dr. Seat, tell us, why are the number of strokes in Singapore on the rise and at such a significant increase? Yeah. So uh, thanks, Rachel. As what you pointed out earlier, there have been quite a number of increase in the mm-hmm. number of stroke patients. Um, there, ha- there are usually a few possible causes that we have attributed it to. I think number one is that um, the aging population in Singapore, mm. uh, and we also know that the average age of stroke has increased from about 68 to 69 years during that period of time. Uh, but we also notice an increase in the number of younger patients getting stroke. Um, from the ages of 40 all the way up to 59. So so there, there are quite a few number of reasons, yeah. Okay, so you mentioned the ages and the, cha- and the change that you're seeing more younger patients because I was yeah. going to ask you, who is at risk of getting a stroke then? Yeah, yeah. so for, for our stroke patients, mm-hmm. we tend to have a few uh, what we call hidden risk factors. So when they actually come in for their, their stroke in the hospital, we notice that they actually have undiagnosed medical conditions on top of the stroke. Right. For example, they can get um, things like hypertension, which is high blood pressure, uh, or even high cholesterol. So the data actually shows that um, up to about 80% of our stroke patients do get uh, high blood pressure as well. Mm-hmm. And about um, more than half of these group of patients actually do not know that they have high blood pressure. Yeah. So it's all about managing your health to prevent a stroke. What are the signs of a stroke, Dr. Seat? Thanks, Rachel, for the important question. Um, the signs of a stroke, we usually have a, a stroke campaign that has been ongoing and mm-hmm. we have a very short and um, uh, easy-to-remember acronym. So the, the name of the acronym is what we call FAST and, and the four letters of the, the word actually stand for FACE, which is F. Um, so if you have weakness of your face or droopiness of your face, if you also have weakness of your arm, uh, as well as if you have speech difficulties, that means mm-hmm. S. And if, let's say, the time of you getting the symptoms, um, and if you have these symptoms, to actually quickly call the 995, which is the emergency hotline for ambulance, to quickly convey you to the hospital. So those are the more um, easy-to-recognize signs of a stroke. And that's important to be able to recognize those. My father actually had a, a TIA and then a stroke and I was sitting with him opposite the, the lunch table and I saw him going through the symptoms that you've mentioned and we quickly took him to the hospital so he was able to get treated. Perhaps you can then share with us what is the difference between a TIA and a stroke and does a TIA necessarily mean that that particular patient will eventually have a more severe stroke later down the line? 
so the, the name TIA actually is a short form for this uh, medical term called transient ischemic attack. And if you look at the name itself, it conveys that it's more of a transient, it means it's a short or a temporary symptom. Um, however, we still need to take a TIA seriously. Like, for example, uh, when Rachel, you mentioned about your dad's condition, mm-hmm. um, usually for this kind of TIA, we may also call it as a mini stroke, and it is usually due to a temporary blockage in one of the blood vessels in the brain. So although the symptoms may last for about just a few minutes or up to an hour, um, the symptoms are actually the same as if you do have a real stroke. So you do have the weakness of your hand, you do have speech problems, you do have droopiness of your face. And what we will need to advise the public as well as um, the listeners out there is that do not wait for the symptoms to recover. Mm-hmm. You should still treat it um, as a serious condition. Um, you should still come to the hospital as soon as possible rather than waiting for trying to see if your, your symptoms or your signs actually improve. And that said, let's let's talk now about the different types of stroke. You mentioned yep. what a TIA stands for, and you do have ischemic ischemic strokes as well as hemorrhagic strokes. What's the difference, Doctor Seed? Yep. Yep. Thanks, Rachel. So um, when we talk about strokes in general, mm-hmm. uh, we know that out of all our stroke patients, we see the majority. That means up to eighty percent, or four in five of our stroke patients are of the ischemic. Uh, mm-hmm. cause. So when you talk about ischemic versus hemorrhagic, if you imagine the blood vessels in the brain as like a water pipe, yeah. and an ischemic stroke is if there is a blockage in the pipe or in a blood vessel. So because of a blood clot in the blood vessel, there will not be any oxygen or blood flow to the area of the brain and they suffer from a stroke. However, a hemorrhagic stroke is more of a burst blood vessel, meaning that rather than a blood clot, or a blockage of the pipe, you actually have a burst pipe and there's actually blood that that Mm. leaks out from the blood vessel into the surrounding area. So both strokes are very critical and they are very serious conditions. Um, At the point of time when you have the stroke symptoms, um, usually we are not able to tell. You will need to come to hospital for an assessment and um, even for an emergency scan of the brain to actually differentiate between the two types. And let's talk about treatment then. So as I mentioned to you, he had a TIA and then he went later, uh, about two years later, he went on to have a full-blown ischemic stroke. Mm -hmm. And from being able to work one day to having loss of mobility and speech the following day. But now he's able to, you know, with rehabilitation, um, look after himself, uh, go about his daily, you know, activities of daily living. So talk to us about the importance then to get to that stage of fast treatment, as you mentioned, and rehabilitation and sticking to your rehabilitation, what kind of treatment is available for people who have suffered a stroke? Mm -hmm. So perhaps, Rachel, I'd like to sort of like divide that into two components. Mm. So I think when we talk about um, improving or recognizing the signs of stroke, Mm -hmm. I would say that, yeah, definitely the FAST will help and early uh, bringing our patients Uh, to the hospital earlier rather than waiting for Mm -hmm. the signs or symptoms to recover so that we can institute um, special measures or treatment which we we have noticed and there has been a rise of this treatment because of earlier detection. Uh, And they do recover better and faster as well. Uh, The second part of the question, which is the recovery as well as rehabilitation, there's a lot of comprehensive and integrated rehabilitation programs all the way from the point of time they are admitted to hospital till the point of time that they are discharged 
and they are actually in the community. So we have a community rehab program, mm. multiple of them. We actually have what we call day rehab centres that will help to cater to these group of patients who are recovering from their stroke in terms of their weakness, in terms of their speech problems, um, but still require a longer period of time to actually continue their recovery. We also have um, an allied, uh, what we call an Agency for Integrated Care or AIC, which helps to facilitate this entire process and they help us to match our patients to the relevant uh, care facilities or rehabilitation centres as well. So just remind us, Dr. Seat, if you are with a family member or a loved one or a friend, what are the symptoms that they need to look out for? Yeah, so just a quick um, recap. I think we, we need to be very mindful that stroke can happen at any time mm-hmm. and anywhere. So everyone should be able to know the signs. So the acronym FAST is going to be helpful um, if there's droopiness of your face. Um, what you can do is, as a family member, you ask the person to see whether he or she can smile. If there is um, a one side of the face that is drooping down, that may be a sign that he, he or she is having a, a symptoms of stroke. Um, for arm weakness, which is the A, you ask the person to hold up both arms. If one of the arm is not able to or drifts down, it may be a sign of stroke. Um, for S, which is speech, you ask the person to say a sentence. If you find that the sentence is very slurred, it's jumbling up the words, and you are, or if you're unable to speak at all, these are, pos- these are possible signs. And if, they, if any of the, the above FAS is exhibited in the person, we must quickly call 995 for emergency ambulance. Yeah. Okay, Dr. Seat. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. You're most welcome, Rachel. I hope uh, I to share some of this valuable information with, with your listeners. Thank Definitely. you. Definitely. We've been speaking with Dr. Christopher Seat, consultant at the Department of Neurology at the National Neuroscience Institute. And he's been sharing with us what you need to look out for when it comes to symptoms of a stroke. This comes on the back of new data that's shown that the number of stroke episodes in Singapore has risen by 50% from 2010 to 2020. You are listening to Money FM. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.